0: Welcome to cultured we are finishing up our series on conflict and today we're gonna talk about how we address conflict and how we actually typically in a conflict Mm. our typical response is we want to get revenge Mm. we want the person that did wrong to us to feel something we want to attack them we want them to feel how we felt and we feel like if they would feel our pain it would get back at them and our culture subtly does this no one would ever be like oh I take revenge but we do it and we think that it's gonna bring satisfaction, Mm -hmm. but it literally just leaves us empty. So today Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about how do we counteract that? How do we not take revenge, but actually how do we let go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think about how this is like a
1: letting go conversation. Sometimes it actually happens after the conflict happens because let's just be honest, conflict doesn't always go the way that we expect. We can do our homework, we can come in prepared, we can come in with a humble posture, But sometimes the person just doesn't respond in the way that we expect them to respond. And then it leaves us feeling resentful. It leaves us feeling bitter. And sometimes what that can make us do is say, all right, now I want to take revenge. I want to get back at them. But that isn't the response. And I just want to start. There's a verse that was super helpful for me when I was going through some conflict like this. And I actually, I memorized this and I would just think about it every single day. But it's in Romans and it says, do not take revenge, my dear friends. That's a commandment. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, Mm -hmm. says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him, serve him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In Mm -hmm. doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. And so really what that verse is telling us is is we're not letting somebody off the hook when we let go. Like that's what we think is we Mm -hmm. think, okay, man, whatever they did, however they wronged me, they're getting away with it. That's not what's happening. When no. we let go of something, we're just simply saying that, God, I trust you as perfect love and perfect justice that you can handle this person better than I can handle it. Yeah. Because what all we know, like revenge, what it does in our hearts is it just it's harder on us than it is on the other person. Mm-hmm. It creates more discord in our own, our own souls than it does for the other person.
2: Yeah. I think also trusting that um, there's natural consequences in life, that God is in control. He's a just God but there's also those natural consequences when someone else wrongs you or they're in the wrong, they are living with the shame and the guilt and the blame, which suffocates. And so just knowing that that alone is a punishment to them. We are only responsible for ourselves. We cannot... Um, we're not responsible for others. So we may enter these learning conversations and we may do these things right. We may ask questions. We may extend grace. We may be forgiving. And they don't respond that way. But we have to remember, we are not in control of the other person. Mm-hmm. We are only responsible for how we act. And so in that verse you shared, we're responsible for extending forgiveness. We're responsible for thinking the best, hoping the best, you know, giving them food, water, drink, whatever it is. And in doing so, we receive peace because we know that we have done but we can that is right and that's all we can do.
0: I wanted to point out something a little sidebar, but what you did with your situation, you were like, hey, I memorized this Bible verse. I would encourage you if you ever just struggle with something and those thoughts in your head, the best thing you can do is actually take God's word, what he says and is truth hmm. and put in your head and say it over and over and over again. Yeah. And to add on just with the revenge part, we can only control what we do and we had a mentor tell us when we went through some conflict and it didn't go well mm-hmm. and we were frustrated and honestly we wanted to share all the wrong that had happened on our side. Yeah. He continually did, told Molly and I, just do the right next thing. Okay. You you don't have to figure it all out mm-hmm. but what is the thing that God is calling you to do? What is the right next step? What's, what's the thing that is righteous and not sinful and not evil? Because yeah. vengeance and taking revenge out is evil. So when you do it, you are putting yourself in evil, but what are you supposed to do that is holy, good, of God? And so how, when you guys, how do we decipher what is of God? How do we know what is the right step? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How would you guys say?
2: For me, um, the question when we were in that situation that I'd ask myself every day is what does love require of me? And the Mm. only way that I know what love is, is through reading the word, through reading the Bible. And as I read the scriptures, it was very clear on what, um, what God was calling me to. And so I think that was the number one way that helped me through that time in our life is just by reading the Bible and doing what, what it said, you know, it helped guide me through that situation.
0: Yeah,
1: that's so good. And I think also too, community and accountability. Like Mm -hmm. we were not created to go through these things alone. And we all need that trusted friend, that trusted mentor to process our emotions with the process. Hey, what is the right next step? Like, I'm so grateful that you guys had that mentor in your lives to encourage you because when you're in the middle of the conflict and you're in the middle of even just a posture of heart of like, I want to take revenge. Sometimes it's hard. Like, it feels like you have a foggy brain. Yeah. It's hard to like decipher oh, yeah. what am I actually feeling? And so we need those other people in our lives. And so I would just would encourage you if you're in that spot, like reach out to that trusted friend or that mentor, go have coffee with them and say, Hey, look, this is what I'm feeling right
2: now. Mm-hmm. Well, if I if I wouldn't have had those like friends in my life at that time, it, you know, I was at a, when I was at a low moment, it would have been really easy for me to like get on Instagram or somewhere or tell all my friends around me how awful this was that was happening to me and just like gossip and just kind of let it all out, but because I had those close friends walking with you know me in yep. life during that season, kind of keeping me accountable and being there to encourage me, I was able to kind of keep doing the next right thing.
0: And, and we all know that letting go is what we need. Mm-hmm. No one's like, "Oh, I want to hold this on, but there's just part of us that wants to hold on to it because it validates our feelings somewhat. It also, we want to control it. And then also I see people letting it go by doing the wrong things Mm. they're like i'm just gonna go drink myself into oblivion tonight or i'm gonna go hook up with this person and and we go to other things to try to distract us but that's actually not letting go that's just distraction and so it's Mm -hmm. forcing ourselves to go no god i need you to help me to let this go and i've had conflict in my life where it didn't get resolved it felt like Mm -hmm. and i have to pray that day in and day out for a year and then it goes to like once a week then it happens like once every three months and it's a slow process i think we want it gone tomorrow but it typically doesn't work that way
1: and the reason why those things don't work is because oftentimes we think that the conflict is all about the other person, but oftentimes it's about you. Yeah. Like you are your own biggest problem in some ways. And it's so like, if you try to move away, like yeah. leave the job, leave the relationship, you take you with you. you do. And so like those emotions are still gonna be in your heart. And so yeah. I guess, Jason, if somebody was like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I wanna be a part of a community. Like, I, I want accountability, but they're maybe new or, or they just don't
0: have those resources. Like what, what would you point them to? And this is why we created the brook. I mean, we have a hope that people would have deep connection and community. We have happy hours in Denver and we have these community nights and we have online communities, but the goal is not just come together and be really like, Oh, you're my friend. That's good. But to build relationships where you actually can find someone that can be a trusted friend. And so finding someone that isn't just like, going to say, yeah, you're right. You should get revenge on that person, but go, no, that's not what God wants for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our hope and prayer is that you would find someone like that. If yeah. you want to even get connected more, we'd love for you to fill out our Get Involved forms. We'd love to connect you. Our big vision of The Brook is that each and every person just wouldn't be a viewer, wouldn't be an attender, but that they would be connected deeply with community and God. Mm-hmm. Thank you for checking out The Brook YouTube channel. Every week we put out relevant content for young professionals. We would love for you to like, comment, share, subscribe. We'd love to connect you with our community.